a certain man was sick. Named Lazarus. Now let me explain something to you. Lazarus was a friend of Jesus. Lazarus was a supporter of his ministry. Lazarus was a holy man and he believed in God. But Lazarus became sick. Hallelujah. Lazarus got sick and the town of Mary and his sister Martha was Bethany. And it was that Mary, which it was that same Mary, which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. He who you love is sick. He who loves you and you who you love is sick. There are people who love God and God loves you, but you're still sick. You're still broken. I need a towel. You're still sick. You're still broken. Amen. And it doesn't mean that you're in sin. It just means that some things are still holding you bound that you haven't been freed from. You're still holding on to grudges. You're still holding on to hatreds, unforgiveness, fear, insecurity. I don't hear anybody. Self-hatred, carrying on the, 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 the memory of the abuse, the dysfunction. There's many people who love God and God loves, but you're still carrying things that you should have been freed from. Please forgive me for, for, for being so broken in this, but this is what God just gave me. And I haven't had a chance to really, really put this thing together, but the Holy Ghost going to do it as we go. Hallelujah. And the one that you love is sick, verse 4 said, when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death. Wait a minute. Jesus said, this sickness will not lead to death. There seems to be a contradiction here. There, uh -huh. there seems to be a breakdown. This man is lying on his bed about to expire. They call for Jesus. He says, it's cool. This is not going to be unto death. Let's keep reading. Oh, God help me. But for the, it's not unto death, but it's for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby <laughs> meaning that this thing is gonna turn around I'm trying to get through this I'm trying to get through this this thing looks really bad but it's about to turn around on you look at somebody say it's about to turn around Now Jesus loved Martha and Jesus loved her, loved her sister and he loved Lazarus. When he had heard therefore that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place that he was. 
Then after that, saith he to his disciples, come on, let's go to Judea again. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews have sought to stone you and, and, and goest down thither again and you know they want to kill you there? Jesus answered and said, are there not 12 hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbles not because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he's going to stumble because there's no light in him. These things said he, and after that, he said unto them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth. I, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. This sickness is not unto death, but he's asleep. Mm. Then the disciples said, Lord, if, if he sleep, then, then he does well. Howbeit Jesus spoke of his death. Wait a minute. This sickness is not unto death. Jesus spoke of Lazarus' death. Hallelujah. And they thought that he had spoken of taking a nap, taking rest in sleep. And he said unto them plainly, y'all, Lazarus is dead. And there's a reason for the disciples to be confused because they just heard him say two days before that this is not unto death. Hallelujah. I just want to make it plain. Sometimes we don't comprehend the true power of God concerning our situation. And we think we got to live with what we've been given. But you've got to know that when there's Jesus, there's a change. I'm about to lose it. When you're talking about Jesus, the natural course of a situation can be changed. Because when Jesus comes, all Satan's power is broken. When Jesus comes, he wipes all the tears away. He takes the gloom and turns it into gladness. For all is changed. Oh, God, help me. He said unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent you may believe. I'm glad that I wasn't there so you can believe all the more in who I am. Because you're going to see me work. Somebody say, watch my God work. Hallelujah. That, that, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. See, you can't add on to what Jesus said. You got to be careful with people that are super spiritual. Thomas is the one that wound up doubting Jesus. But he's trying to be super spiritual here. You got to do it like God says. You got to believe what he said. Don't add anything to it and don't take anything from it. Hello, somebody. Jesus said, we're going unto him. We're going to wake him up out of sleep. Thomas says, we're going to die too. 
Let us all go that we might die. Jesus, help us. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs long. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, hallelujah, she went to meet him. But Mary sat still in the house. Why? Because Mary was the one with an alabaster box. She had already known who he was and poured the oil on his feet. Hallelujah. And wiped it with her hair. So she knew if Jesus was here, I don't have to leave the house. With Jesus, it builds your faith. I wish I had help here. When you have an encounter with Jesus, it changes the way you think. Even in your most dire situation, if you are convinced that God is in control. Hallelujah. And some of us have been in some hellish situations, but we sat still and had faith and we saw God move. And thus we are here today. Somebody give God a praise real quick before I go any further. And Mary stayed in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatsoever you will ask of God, God will give it to you. I'm broken hearted. But I still believe that you got a relationship and that relationship will get us what we need. God help me today. Jesus said unto her, your brother shall rise again. It ain't over till God says so. I'm trying my best to piece this together. Somebody, you need to know it's not over. No matter what you've heard, no matter what you're facing, it's not over until God says so. And if God says live in the face of death, you will live. If God says live in the face of death, even if you died, you will live. Ooh, somebody just looked and said, now that sounds crazy, Reverend. Now you went too far past it, you, you know. Now you just said, even if you die, you're going to live. Listen, see, what you need to know about this omnipotent God of infinite power. He does not have power. He, and his power is limitless. And I and people in this room have seen people that had died with graveyard death. Lay apart, y'all don't hear me. Lay with all their vital signs gone, their heart not beating, their body turned blue, no air, no oxygen, voided on themselves. And God raised them up. 
Oh, see, some of y'all don't hear. Oh, now, now, you, yeah, that, now you're going too far. If that's too far, then he's not God. If that's too far, then he's not God. But you can't tell me what I, what I didn't see. I experienced this for myself. I saw God raise the dead. I saw Ronald Winans dead and God brought him back. I saw Michelangelo dead and God raised him back. Don't tell me what God cannot do. It's too late. It's too late. I already know. I already know. I'm sorry. I'm getting off the subject. Your brother shall rise again. Verse 24. Martha said unto him, I know that he's going to rise again in the resurrection at the last day. <laughs> in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, and I'm talking to y'all now. As you heard me say in Bishop Wine and say, Martha, you thought the resurrection was a day. The resurrection is not a day. You're looking at the resurrection. You're looking in the face of the resurrection. Martha, girl, you didn't know. I am the resurrection. And I am the L-I-F-E. I am the life. And he that believeth he that believeth in me, even if he's graveyard dead, if I say so, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth, continues to live and believe on me, when you get to eternity, you shall never die. Oh, I wish I had some help here. And then he asked the proverbial question, Believest thou this? In other words, we're not moving any further until I see faith. You've got an opportunity to see a miracle, but you won't see it until you use faith. You've got an opportunity to see God move and you've got the promise of God but you won't see it come to pass until your faith steps out and says despite the facts I believe. Somebody say despite the facts I believe. So you can say it again despite the facts I choose to believe. Now put a praise on it. Believest thou this? Martha said unto him, Yea, Lord, I, I, I believe that you are the Christ, that you are the Son of God, which should come into this world. And when she had so said, she sent for her, she sent her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, The master's come. And the master calls for you. He ain't called for her. He ain't called for her. 
but she wanted her sister to see what she's about to see. She wanted her sister to hear what she just heard. Now the master calls for you. Oh, God help me. And as soon as Mary heard that, Mary got up and said, Jesus calling. And she came quickly unto him. Now Jesus was not yet come into town, but he was in a place where Martha met him. And the Jews which were, which were, which were with her in the, in the house and comforted her, when they saw Mary, they rose up hastily and went out following her because they thought she was going to the grave to cry. They were professional mourners. They were going to help her stay in her grief. You got to get away from people who keep you in your grief. You got to get away from people rubbing your back and, and trying to placate you in your brokenness. And Well, God understands. Uh, you got to get away from people that slow you up and, and people that keep you in a redundant cycle that make you think that you're weak. But no, no, no. You, if you're about to see a miracle, you can only run with those who believe. Did you hear me? If you want to see a miracle, you can only run with those who believe. If you don't believe, back it up. If you don't believe, I'll catch you on the flip side. If you don't believe, I'll talk to you later. But right now, I got to see my miracle. And I can't walk with people who don't agree. How can two walk together? They thought that she was going to the grave to mourn. But instead of going to the grave, she was going to life to live. I don't hear anybody here. Glory to God. And then when Mary was come where Jesus was, she saw him, she fell down at his feet saying unto him, Lord, if you had been here, man, Lazarus would still be alive. And Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping professionally. You got professional mourners. Don't even know Lazarus but crying. And the Jews also weeping which came with her. He groaned because of this fakeness. Y'all getting in my way. Y'all don't hear me. Sometimes you got to get people out of the way. He had already dealt with these jokers. Already dealt with these jokers when Jairus' daughter was dead. He goes over to Jairus' house. They're in the room mourning. He said, get everybody out of the room. He said, the girl's asleep. And they mocked Jesus saying, he's not asleep. He said, get everybody out of the room. If they don't believe, get them out of this room. When Ronald Winans was on the table and going through operation and they said that he was going to die and the doctors gave up on him, Mother Winans just simply said, nobody come up here that doesn't believe. Don't come up here to cry. Don't come up here to console. If you don't believe, don't come up here. And after the doctors pronounced him dead, and the three surgeons stood in the chapel and told everybody he's gone. The three surgeons. Pop wine and said, not so. Go back and do it again. It don't make any sense. We'll go back for exploratory reason, but he's gone. Hallelujah. And we laid hands and prayed. 
for the doctors. About 45 minutes later, cousin came running downstairs and said, come now, nothing but good news. Y'all are gonna make me lose it. Come now, nothing but good news. Where he lay dead on the table for over 15 minutes, hallelujah. With the doctors have given up, standing in the room talking to us while he lay on the table dead. They went back and God raised him up. Something's medical can't do. I don't hear anybody here. Some things the medical science cannot do. God help me today. And he said, where have you laid him? And they said unto the Lord, Lord, come on, I'll show you, come and see. Hallelujah. And Jesus wept. He wept because, not because of the death of a loved one, but the people that didn't believe. And Jesus then said he to the Jews, then said the Jews to him, behold how he must love Lazarus. Look at him crying. He must really love him. And Jesus said unto them, could not this, wait, I'm saying, and some said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind, could he have not caused that even this man should not have died? I thought he was such a miracle worker. I thought he was such a, I thought he was such a wonderful, powerful, spiritual man. And Jesus, therefore, again, groaning. Groaning at the unbelief of these people. Groaning in himself came to the grave. And it was a cave and a stone was laid upon it. And Jesus said, I'm getting, I'm getting to the point now. I'm getting to the point. I told you it was a lot of reading. And Jesus said, take away. I'm sorry, I'm screaming. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha said, the sister of Nazareth said, he's dead. Lord, by this time, he's been in the grave for four days. He's stinking and rotting. He has been laying in the grave because they didn't believe in embalming. As soon as you died, you put, we were put in the grave. And the deterioration was unstopped. He said, Lord, he's been laid in the grave for four days. He's stinking by now. And Jesus said unto her, did not I say unto you back there that if you would believe, you should see the glory of... Didn't we just have this conversation? Didn't I just tell you who I was? Didn't you just tell me that you believed? Don't get to the point of miracle and get scared now. Don't get to the point of miracle and then start to shake. Don't get it to the point of miracles and then start to doubt. When you see me standing for the impossible, when you see me stand before the impossible, let your faith rise up. Because I'm about to conquer the thing that came to conquer you. Hey, 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 hallelujah. 
And then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man lay. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said unto God, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you hear me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Sometimes you got to be reminded. You got to be challenged to believe again. Am I talking to anybody in this room? He said, I know that you always hear me. But for the benefit of these that are standing around, I'm saying this openly. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice. Lazarus! He didn't hear it. He, 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 he wasn't Shakespearean. Lazarus. Come and thou forth. The Bible says he spoke with a loud voice. Lazarus! Hey, Lazarus! Come forth! Imagine a voice so powerful that even the dead have to obey him. Then he who was dead came forth. Hallelujah. But he was bound in death clothes. They wrapped him tightly in death clothes. Covered his face and his head. Y'all don't hear me. Like a mummy wrapped up in death. He who was bound hand and foot with grave clothes and his face bound about with a napkin he come hopping out of the grave cause I heard you call me you better open up your ears no matter what you're bound by open up your ears no matter what's holding you open up your ears and when God says come, come bound, come broken, come tied up, but come. Wow! Don't try to get yourself together. Just come. Don't try to fix it. Just come. Don't try to lose yourself. Who am I talking to me? Who am I talking to? You may be bound, but he's calling you. You may be tied up in your emotions, but he's calling you. Your past may have you tight, but God is calling you. And this 
is where I want to stop. You can't wear death clothes and still live. You can't wear those old death rags and still claim life. In order for Lazarus to really be free, he had to get rid of the reminder of his death. Hallelujah. And as he's standing out of the grave, the people who don't believe are aghast. The people who believed him are rejoicing. But Lazarus is still bound. The miracle has happened. But Lazarus is still bound. He's alive. His organs are beating. His blood is rushing. But Lazarus is still bound. He heard the voice of Jesus, but Lazarus is still. Am I talking about anybody in here today? And Jesus had to say, I called you to be free. And so he said, lose him. Lose him. And let him go. Every one of the shanda, every one of the pieces of garment that bound him, unraveled at the voice of Jesus. Everything that held him, unraveled at the voice of Jesus. The death clothes fell to the ground at the voice of Jesus. He was freed at the voice of Jesus. That same voice is reverberating today to anyone who's bound. Today is your day of liberation. Today is your day of freedom. No more memory of the broken past. No more bondage from people who hurt you. No more recalling the things that you struggled with. Today Everybody's standing. Jesus, I took the long road to tell you that Jesus said, lose him. He's a believer, but he's bound. Lose him. He supports my ministry, but is still bound. Lose him. He's seen miracles, but he's bound. Lose him. He saw me forgive my sister, his sister, but he's still bound. Lose him. And let him go. I didn't realize how possible it was to be bound when he came to free me. And I, and I started to realize, even as I was hearing from God today, 
as I was sitting there after hugging passed away, and the Lord started giving me this, because I had planned something else. Hallelujah. I planned to preach remind, remember. Hallelujah. Re means again. Mind is to pay attention. To pay attention again. Re again. Member is putting together different pieces. That which was dismembered, remembered. And I was going to preach, but God snatched that from me. Snatched it. And he had to remind me, remind me of how he took away after I testified for so long about my rape at eight years old. Hallelujah. God has to show you that maybe you're testifying about it repetitively, repeatedly, because you're still living in some of the residue of it. Lose him. Let him go. The rape isn't the important thing. The victory and freedom from it. That's what you should be lauding. That's what you should be representing. That's what you should be heralding. That's what you should be talking about. The freedom. And when you are loose from it, you don't have to go back to it. Are you hearing me? And some of us are still in the pain. Some of us are still in the heartache. Some of us are still in the brokenness of relationships that fell apart. Of words that cut us like a knife. Of loves that we lost. Of fears that we carried. Hallelujah. Some of us are still bound up by what people have said in gossips. What doctors have pronounced over us. Some people are still living broken, broken, broken with the dysfunction of yesterday, carrying the burden of generations, carrying our mother's burdens and our grandparents' burdens. Hallelujah. Sitting back saying, I guess this is my lot in life. No, no, no. He's at the grave. He's removed the stone. And he calls you out. And he frees you. And he frees you. And he frees you. He wants you to be healed. He wants your wounds to turn into scars. A scar is proof that once you were cut, but now you're healed. No more open wounds. No more open wounds with Christians. No more open wounds with Christians. No more open wounds with Christians. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, let faith arise in your soul. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus. He will touch you. And my 
you hold Rise and be healed In the name of Jesus Oh, let faith arise in your soul Rise and be healed In the name of Jesus He will touch you And make you Hallelujah. We've already had the altar call for sin. But now I call on everyone who stands like Lazarus, called by God but still bound. Called by God but still bound. Fear. Anger, resentment, unforgiveness toward family members. Amen. Still broken by the person who left you. Still recounting the hurt, the harm. Still living in the residue of the abuse. Hallelujah. Well, today God says he's going to lose you. He's going to let you go. Right now, everyone that says, Pastor, honestly, I know God called me, and I got to come out of this now. I got to come out of these grave clothes. I got to come out of these dead works, these things that were breaking me. I got to come out of these things that bound me, that bind me. I can't fear and still love and trust. Hallelujah. I can't be angry and still have love. I don't hear anybody here. I can't re keep recounting the evil and forget about the goodness of God. Right now, if that is you, forget about who's next to you. I don't care who they are. Come down here now. We are going to, we are going to see a Lazarus situation. That's right. Come, 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 come. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so so good with every breath just take a step up take a step up take a step up i will stay i love your voice you have led me through my fire all oh, the fire of my life in darkest night you are close like no other I know you as a father and I know you as a friend I have lived in the goodness now listen, listen, listen there are some people that are in this line or in this house or watching online right now 
that you have you buried the pain. But just because you buried it doesn't mean it died. You buried the situation and moved on, but it doesn't mean that you moved on healed. There's a lot of us that have ignored what happened in order to get through. But every now and then it still comes back up because it was buried alive. It was buried alive. But what you've got to do is you've got to let God take it away. Because your life is too important and it's too precious. Your life is too important and it's too precious to keep going backwards after making such strides moving forward, to keep going backwards into the pain. The pain of your daughter. That's what I hear the Lord saying. The pain of your daughter. The pain of the brokenness of your family. The pain of your sisters. The pain of your, uh, of your hurt, your lost relationship. The pain of your husband. The pain of your wife. The pain, the pain. God says, I have to free you from it. The pain of the molestation, the pain of the memory of the abortion, the pain, I've got to free you from it. The pain of the fornication, the pain of the waywardness, the pain of the rebellion when you left God, I've got to free you from it. I've got to free you from it. Because I've got too much in your future and I can't let you keep living in that pain. He said, you know me and I called you. You know me. And I called you. And I did not call you to live in pain. I called you to free you. To free you. To free you. And he said, you can be vulnerable with me. You can be vulnerable with me. Don't try to over-spiritualize it. Let your heart be out to God. Open up and let him in those secret places that you've been guarding. Let him in the private area where the pain really is. Where the death really is. Let him free you from the death. Free you.